and it has not been very easy. Uh, many of them did not even hear the announcement on the glorious coming of the Messiah, so probably even lived their lives in a very casual way, did not uh, uphold righteousness or holiness. But look now, this generation has been privileged to see the awesome visitations of God the Father, to see the ministration of heaven taking place here, God the Father himself ministering to the church, uh, visiting the church, visiting the house of the Lord, and uh, even presenting heaven, presenting the new Jerusalem, the city of new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, the Jerusalem of God. And I just wanted to mention a little bit on uh, that city of new Jerusalem to be able to encourage the Christians across uh, the different time zones, the different hemispheres, the Western Hemisphere, and all over the earth. And even in Kenya, those who are awake who can listen, uh, it's amazing that uh, the Lord has now repeatedly shown me this city. He has, he has spoken about heaven. And uh, the New Jerusalem, we all know, is where all people who are born again are aspiring to enter. Uh, the New Jerusalem is the home of the righteous. And sometimes in the Bible, it's called uh, the Holy City, the City of God, uh, also called the Heavenly Jerusalem, or the Tabernacle of God. And uh, this is the home of the righteous. And the Lord is using this to encourage all Christians at this time to pursue righteousness, to let them know that there is a recompense, there is a compensation. Uh, this is an encouragement that in whatsoever the trials and the persecutions, rejections that the present-day Christians may be going through, maybe because of your pursuit for holiness, you have attended many interviews and they have simply decline to take you because of your stand on matters righteousness, matters your faith, matters your religion. But he's saying this is an encouragement to all the Christians that when he has shown me this city and caused me to announce across the nations, that this is blessed hope. It tells them that, look, the finishing line is near and the compensation, the reward will be far much greater than the trials, the tribulations, so to say, persecutions that you've gone through. Now, in the Bible, for example, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10, it says, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And again, that still refers to the city of New Jerusalem, the future home of the blessed holy Christians, the ones I saw climbing up when the Lord spoke with me and showed me the church being taken up into heaven, the ones I saw going up, going into heaven. So this is a very powerful encouragement to the church. It says, again, Hebrews 11 verse 10, it says, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. This is an eternal city, the perfect city. In that city, there will be the perfect law of God. 
It will be the perfect kingdom with the perfect government. There will be no dying, no pain, no fear. And the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 26 says, But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. And in other scriptures, he refers to that same city, the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22 to 24 he says but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem and to innumerable angels in festal gathering which means it will be unbelievable gathering of worship innumerable angels in festal gathering and to the assembly of the church of the firstborn, to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits. So, so this is very powerful because he's saying many things here about that city. So sometimes that city is referred to as the Mount Zion of God, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. And he says, one thing about the citizenry, the communities there, is that you will be part of this innumerable number of angels worshipping the Lord in a very thunderous assembly. And you can imagine the celebration, the non-ending celebration that takes place in that city of New Jerusalem. And so that's why the Lord is using this now to disconnect the hearts of men, the hearts of the Christians, from anything that uh, can stop them, deter them, worldly, that can deter them from seeing that city. Again, the book of Hebrews 13, 14, it says, For here we have no lasting city, meaning on the earth here, whatever you have here is temporary, is perishable, is mortal. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. So again, still encouraging you, all believers, as we worship this very special song that you're playing, and I request you to play it ten times, uh, that uh, we may worship Jehovah, the living God, the mighty God of Israel, Jehovah Yahweh, our sender. But uh, you see, he's encouraging here, he's saying that things utterly, things on the earth are very temporary, but that city of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, will be an eternal city. And you'll be worshipping with angels. And there'll be no more sorrows. There'll be no more death, no sin. There'll be no fear. There'll be no terror. And if, if you look at the book of Revelation 21, it still talks about that city to a greater length. And so, in that city, it says, by the time now, the Christians, you, the blessed ones who are tuned in listening to me, listen to this, listening to this instruction, this command on holiness, the pursuit of righteousness, by the time you enter that city, definitely you will have been gathered as a church in the rapture. You will have been taken up in the rapture. And the scripture says, for this we declare, again I'm reading the book of First Thessalonians chapter 4, 15-17, for this we declare to you by the words of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and all this. And then it says, 
After that, the dead in Christ will be the first to be taken up, and then those who are alive will be translated. So this city of Jerusalem, when you enter that city, the rapture will have taken place, and that's why this offers a very opportune time for anybody and everybody who is Christian to prepare, because it has not happened. The rapture has not happened. But just that you may know, that time the rapture will have happened, and even as you are there, the tribulation will have passed. After there, the battle of Armageddon will have passed, and you are safe. You are in the safety of heaven, away from all this that is being described here, the tribulation, the great tribulation, the battle of Armageddon, will have also been fought and won by the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan will have been chained for a thousand years during the reign of Christ on the earth, the reign of peace that you see in Revelation chapter 20 and then 19 or 20. And then it says, at that time, a glorious temple will have been established in Jerusalem and the final rebellion will have been crushed and Satan will have been punished, will have been judged, will have received his just punishment and eternity in the lake of fire. That you see in the book of Revelation chapter 20, I'm reading verses 7 on Revelation chapter 20 says, And when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog go gather themselves, and then the war, you see that war takes place? That, that terrible war does take place now. The Gog and Magog war. But then at the end again, now he is crushed. The enemy is totally crushed and defeated. You see that together with them for battle, their number is like the sand of the sea. Verse 9, it says, And they marched up over the broad plain of the east, so the broad plain rather of the earth, surrounded by the camp. Right now you can see very clearly that there's going to be a very important alliance definitely between Iran and Russia and so forth. And you can almost see the formation taking place at this hour. And it says, the camp of the saints and the beloved city, but fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That is very powerful, blessed people. He promises. He promises here very clearly that by the time you are now enjoying your eternity in the city of the new Jerusalem, then all this will have happened. Satan will have been defeated. So there will be no fear. The Lord will have crushed him. The Lord would have attained victory. And mankind also will have been judged. So this is a very powerful time as a Christian because he says it is where the righteous will dwell. The righteous who live there is their eternal home and in their eternal state, in the righteous eternal bodies, the glorious bodies that you will have. And so the Lord is really promising this generation tremendous, wonderful peace, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And he says that this city this is the city that Abraham in his faith, you remember that? He was looking forward to this city. 
That means everybody is looking forward to this city of the new Jerusalem. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. So you see, the Lord gave Abraham a glimpse of this city. And that is why the Bible celebrates his faith, because he chose them to build a tent, to live on the earth as a sojourner, as an exile, as a passerby, as a passenger, someone who is on transit, as a transient, because he knew that he had already seen the glimpse of this city of New Jerusalem. Now, look, the Lord has spoken with me, too, about this city, and now shown me this city and caused me and told me to come and announce it to you, that I have already seen the beautiful city that I cannot describe, the splendor, the magnificence, the brilliance, the expensiveness, the costliness, the awesomeness, the beauty. I cannot describe this city. And he is expecting of you, too, that now you be able to focus on that future city whose designer and builder is the Lord. And the gains are just, you cannot count innumerable. You cannot enlist the gains when you take time to prepare for that city. And he says, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they all now prepared for this city. And that's why the Lord says, by faith, by their faith when they saw this, now they are prepared for that city. He is able to use their name, the God of Abraham, because they opted to live temporary lives here. They opted not to be attached, not to have anything on this world to detract them, to cause them to lose focus, or to detour them, or to turn them away from preparing for that city. And so you remember Abraham had all these promises that... Jesus, the Messiah, would come through him. The nation of Israel would be created, would be formed, would be established. So upon reaching the promised land, even when he saw the Messiah crucified, you remember very well, he presents Isaac as he lifts up the knife like this. The angel of the Lord speaks with him. Now I know that you fear me. And then he saw the day of the Lord. He saw when the Messiah was crucified. But he still understood that there was a greater city than the life he lived on this earth. And so the Lord is really exhorting and encouraging this generation to now pursue righteousness and holiness. I have seen the coming of the Messiah. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Senior Pastor Kennedy and Senior Pastor Renson, for giving me an opportunity in your very busy program this night. But please kindly play for me that song ten times so that... uh, we may be able to worship the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Elohim. Thank you and shalom. <laughs> 